My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Chad Smith. He is an author also a podcast host and the CEO of um, what's the name of the brand? It is B- Battle Warrior Brands, which is an uh, umbrella company of B2B brands. Not to confuse you guys, but it's uh, the, the umbrella is B2B brands, which we specialize in apparel uh, companies that um, reflect our story. And there's going to be additional branch coming pretty quick here with athletic side to continue the story. So it's like the beginning, the resemblance, not to explain it all, guys. We'll deal with that at the end of the story here. But um, yes, so it's it's Battle Warrior Brands, which is the apparel line online. And like I said, the Battle Warrior podcast, which I love. Yes, Battle Warriors podcast and Battle Warriors Brands. And we would love to hear more about uh, how did you get inspired with the idea of creating your own company and the podcast itself? So I know that you came to the understanding of uh, being aware of what's happening in your life and you realize your true passion, but what exactly uh, brought you to this point? How did it start for you? Uh, so how do I start to here? So the, the story's got many layers and we can go hours and hours of that. That just, it, I just look at it like a big ball of life. You throw in a, a bucket and it just... I I cook so like a blender in the house it just all blends together not not to get too in depth but there's so many layers so many um actions and sides and stuff in my story but uh the main thing was growing up in my teens I the, the layers of media and all that stuff came to my life at an early age at like 13 14 years old um I just turned 37 but the media being on you know going out self promoting yourself um so I I ended up we call it here in the Midwest, but tournament fishing. So I would be going to uh, these local events on the weekends, go with teams, you know, like myself, my stepdad, friends, whatever it is. And at 13 years old, I started. So here I'm with people that are 35, 40 years old. Um, so at that time, I learned the rough thing of marketing of going, okay, how do I, how do I love and enjoy this? And, and at that time, this was uh, late nineties, early two thousands, it was booming. Like everything in this world, everything was just booming. Like now up until now, we'll just say it that way. But, um, people were getting free boats, uh, boat shows everywhere, fishing shows everywhere. So for me, media was always at that age. And at the time I was designing my own apparel for my, my own tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of OCD at the time. So like if anyone sent me stuff, I didn't like it. So I would have to tweak it and make it my own little jazz and all that stuff. So um, 
quite funny how I went full circle with that. Um, so everything I'm doing now is what I was craving at that time. And, and I didn't know how to do it at, you know, up until, you know, two, three years ago, but, uh, to, to layer back what occurred during my life, um, during my teenage years was I, I, I got hooked on alcohol. Um, and the thing with that is it's not, it's not a family influence and I'm a, I'm a air quote this here, but the actions were not, um, given they were learned. So like for me, watching people, that's where all, all of it got taken care of. So like I would watch, you know, family, friends, whatever drink, I would think that would be cool. And just like, you know, starting smoking, you would do the same thing. Um, what I didn't know at that time, you know, my, what well, my high school, I would, I would go to school during the week, work during the night, um, play sports uh, through high school, do a tournament Saturday morning. And then from Saturday and Sunday, I would be up at a campground or, or somewhere, wherever it is at the time, you know, drinking with the group. And, and I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, whatever it was. So at that time I got hooked on a lot of, um, alcohol. It carried throughout my, uh, tournament fishing career into like 20, 21 years old. Uh, the cool thing about that, and I'm very grateful for that part was it, it taught me road life at a very young age. So, you know, come 17, 18 years old, 18 years old, I didn't need parental consent to go on the road. And cause in every tournament you had to be 18 years old to get signed up and go. So I was hitting the roads, traveling the upper Midwest, 18 years, you know, 18 years old. So you know, that, that first month after graduating high school, I slept in my own bed two days out of the whole month. And you know, out with the guys, you know, you're at the hotels, you're, you're, you're at the restaurants, you're doing these events constantly, you know, making championships, whatever the situation is, you, you always have that media with you. And, and at that thing, I learned road life to where, you know, you had the, the pornography you had, and I'm not going to get too in depth here, but like you had the road life of the guys away from the, the wives, which you seen a whole different side of it where they're all partying, they're kind of breaking free, some are cheating, whatever. And I'm not going to get too in depth of what mm -hmm. I saw, but, um, so a lot of that road life carried on to me when I continued into college, because when I graduated tech school, uh, you know, with my two year, um, at that time, the, the city economy was starting to crash and everyone around me is like, dude, just keep going, get your four year. And, and I carry those habits into my college career. Um, and my first semester there, I got kicked out at a 0.0.0.08% GPA, um, three D's and F and a C and got kicked out of college. And at that time I learned the hard knocks of, you know, I, I had a learning disability or they couldn't adjust to my style. We'll just say it that way. But um, so a lot of that partying carried on to there to where, you know, that was the first pushback of my life. You know, I, I started drinking high control over and above it. I got hooked on, um, Adderall at the time, because that's what the college wanted me to be on and, and completely blanked out two years, of my college. Like I, I was there for three years. I don't remember a year and a half to two years of it, just completely blanked. Um, mix in everything you need to mix, whatever it is. So like for me, I carried, I, you know, I label it the Motley Crue lifestyle. You know, anyone that's from the eighties understands Motley Crue and it's just the continuous eighties party vibe is what it was. 
Um, but at that time, you know, I, I, at college, just like many people, they, you know, you find a girl, you settle down, whatever it is. And, and I ended up marrying my first wife at that time and going through the twenties, if you don't really escape a lot of that lifestyle that you had. So like we were talking before recording, you know, I grew up in a split home. Mm -hmm. Um, my real father didn't want me. Um, I haven't seen him in 20 plus years now in general, but it's one of those that you're always trying to all compete like life. If you don't stop and take care of your own stuff, you're always competing, 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 trying to poop people wrong, trying to prove people wrong. And I just kept going and going and going and going and going and never really took care of my own self and just kind of like fought with the demons of my past of, okay, I need to do this to have people focus on me. And ended up, we were, we were struggling at the time and, you know, I got tied into a, a, no matter what, from little on, I want to run my own business. So at that time I learned the, the first initial business life lesson. Um, I got tied into a 1099 contract with a lot of back debt behind it. And that put a wrench into our marriage. Um, we were trying to have kids. We couldn't have kids. Um, so three, three and a half years of trying with Clomid and she just, you know, both of us weren't our prime and I'm going to take the heat on explain it this way on the divorce, but she ended up cheating on me with someone else and got pregnant. And now she's married with him. Um, but with the process of that, I actually was, I uh, sounds sad to say it this way, but I, in this industry, especially in the social media life, you see a lot of people where they're like, Hey, you know, you see an empty home. So a dude walking into an empty home or a girl walking into an empty home, whatever, there's a video of that or a photo of that. To this day, I still know the feeling of walking into a house that's 90% clean, like mm -hmm. everything taken out. You could drop a pin in the house. You can just, it felt like someone died, like just to be brutally honest. And, and what it was at that time, I never, I never slowed down. And all of a sudden, you know, that hit me like a, a train. And this was five and a half years ago, somewhere in there. And no matter what, up to that time, my mind still wanted to come back home is the best way of saying it, you know, in the area where I'm currently living now. I'm like, I don't know why I need to come back. I don't know what the situation was, but, um, at that time it just, I heard a voice say, come back home, come back home, come back home. And I, and I was kind of just throwing softballs in there say, Hey, if I get a job back home, let's go move back home, whatever the situation is. And she had other plans, which is you know great. Now I'll say it where I'm currently at, but, um, during that situation, I ended up within three weeks, got a job back home, packed up my bags. And I'm like, Hey, I'm getting divorced. Um, she was pregnant. And during the details of it was in the state of Wisconsin, or even many States, the United States, you need a DNA test. And mm -hmm. for me, I'm thankful and very grateful to do a lot of the divorce negotiations through email, which guys, I'm not going to guys and girls, I don't want to say, get one, do what like, that's a topic for a whole different day that I don't want anyone to experience. But, um, with that, you know, I dropped the question saying, Hey, what if this kid is mine? And I got the message back saying, Hey, I'm going to board it because I don't want a kid with you. I'm like, um, Oh, so with all the stress of that, my mind reverted back to college. And in college, what it was is I was another 45, 50 pounds heavier where I am now. I partied all the time. I drank beer, 
you know, eat pizza, just very unhealthy. Cause my mind's like, I'm stressed out. I can't eat. I want to gain weight back. And I just kept pouring into alcohol, pouring in, into alcohol, unhealthy lifestyle, whatever it was, you know, I, the beer wasn't doing it. So I switched into the, um, hard, like with the hard stuff, we'll just say it that way. And it came to a point where what was happening is my, my grandpa was passing away at the time with Parkinson's and, and I was just going spiraling out of control. And, you know, at the last final months of seeing him, um, I ended up started getting chewed out by my grandma and some of you guys that have very tough loving grandmas when you get chewed out by your grandma, it, you really definitely pay attention. And, uh, the story that she brought up, I never knew about, and I never knew the person she was talking about. So that started waking me up of saying, you know, Hey, I need to clean up. I need to clean up. Um, and, and especially my, my profile and stuff for every day, I'm a believer. I'm very grateful for the life I've given. Um, at that time, every couple of months, a friend was sending me a quote. And then also a scripture on my phone saying, clean up, clean up, clean up. And if you guys care to know it's, it's be, be sober mind, be vigilant, be sober, whatever I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. Um, but with that, there was always an arrow of saying, I need to clean up. Like there's people asking, they do that. And when you're in an addicting cycle, um, what happens is you don't slow down until something really occurs. And for me, it was a, a family, you know, the, the addiction was brought out during a family meeting on an accident. And it was, uh, you know, in the Midwest, we call it deer in the headlights. Look like it's just uh, complete. The world stops. You're like, what the heck is just going on here? There's a deer in front of me. That's kind of, you know, the best way of explaining it. And, and at that moment was the time where, you know, people would say that's the turning point. It was literally like someone just took an arrow and just shot right back at me because all of a sudden, like the people that I looked up to, and I kind of look forward and people that were carrying me forward and, and appreciation um, for appreciating and keeping me going and up and moving and stuff through this divorce, I felt like I let them down and ended up driving, you know, at that time I had three eighths of a bottle of vodka. I drank pretty much almost all of it um, during that night, jumped in my car, drove home with one headlight, thankful I didn't get pulled over and ended up passing out when I got home. And, um, that was the final main straw. I did relapse a week or two later as a test, um, just because there was some good stuff going on in my life. I'm like, I just need to celebrate once. And, and to me, like my sober official sober date is November 26, uh, 2019. Um, overall though, uh, I'm not even counting the, the October one, but it was more that Halloween the week, the month before. And, and the thing with that is, when you start sobering up, you start finding your own little path. And especially now in the situation I have, we we're talking about running before. Um, at that time, I'm like, how am I going to stay sober during the summer? And, and I let me clarify, like, it was November 25th, 2019. Obviously, 2020 hit and the whole world shut down. Mm-hmm. And I completely I'm like, here's my clean slate to start over again and, and completely flip my life around. So what do I need to do to do that? Well, I love, I need to work out at the time. I didn't love working out. I need to work out. 
Um, I need to be uh, professional development, which means, you know, listen to the Steve Harvey's or all these, you know, uh, self-help stuff. I need to listen to podcasts and I need to do something with my hands to keep me from um, being entertained the best way of saying it. So I'm not thinking about having something in my hand. Mm -hmm. And with this, um, I started looking into like local mastermind groups and making some friends in the local communities. And with that, I was bringing up my drunk stories. I don't want to say it that way, but um, they wanted to record it on a podcast just to kind of get them all out and get people laughing. And that's where my podcasting starts. So I was kind of nudged into it um, by a group of guys that I currently live in the town with. Uh, I don't live with them, but they're, they're in my circle. And um, it was a oops that blossomed. And it was supposed to be a comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Ended up becoming C's Get Degrees, going from ordinary to extraordinary. And then it got rebranded to Battle Warrior Podcast, which highlights um, the theme behind my name. So um, to me, Chad means, if you look up English um, definition of Chad, that means battle and warrior. And uh, to me, it was like a calling that I occurred when I looked at... Um, once everything combined, I had the aha moment. And at that time, I'm like, I'm going to take the ball and run. And uh, it it's great because it kind of, in everyone, you know, the best way to explain it this way is everyone has to go through a battle. You know, a warrior doesn't start at the end and say, hey, I'm a warrior. Like, he has to go through the battle. He has to um, crescent himself. He has to get the scars. He or she, apologize. Um that person needs to get roughed up, scruffed up, punched, bled, whatever you need to do. Um, and that's where I use the analogy of having life throw you in the grinder and just completely just like mix you into this new thing. And I don't want to sound gory how I word that, but um, in order to accomplish something big, you have to have the same characteristics of what I just talked about. So um, overcoming something, you know, for me, like I said, I got hooked into running. Um, as more of a mental thing someone someone kind of pushed me into it again um but i i what i did is i love running now because it's a mental um meditation for me so like i will lay something out on my mind i will go for a run or work out and at the end i know okay you know I will, and the best way of saying it is, you know, either you guys believe in the universe, God, whatever it is at the beginning of the run, this is, sounds weird how I say this. I will have, okay, this is what's on my mind. How do I get it clear? And I just take off for a run and it sounds really weird, but my mind starts kind of working and pushing and moving and navigating, whatever it is. And, and to me, if I feel it during the run and it comes back, typically there's an answer. Um, whether it's something like I'm doing right now, uh, with the uh, athletic apparel, like the idea was brought, dropped on the table and I just never knew how to connect the dots. And after a while, you know, obviously collaboration of friends plus run and all that stuff. Um, finally, we kind of have some clarity of what's going on with that. But to me, running is clarity. And, And like we were talking about, like I'm training for a half marathon, um, my last one I did was two years ago. Um, last year I accomplished the marathon. Uh, 
it sounds really weird, but to me, a half marathon is a warm up for what I'm doing in the fall, which is the ultra. Um, so for me, I look at running as the quickest um, separator. So let's just talk about, um, you know, the whole idea behind becoming clean, right? So a lot of people are in the same shoes as you were a few years ago. And you came to this point where you realized that you have to put your mental and physical health as a priority. Before that happened, it was something like you were just um, going with the floor, looking around what people did, and you just kind of like copied and you developed a habit or unhealthy habit that you had over the years. But then... Um, with kind of like seeing the circumstances of those habits, you realize how, you know, it's unhealthy for you. And once everything was brought up, when your family talked to you, you kind of like started looking into it in more detail. And then you decided, you made that decision to make, this drink your last and that's what it took actually if you think about it what it took for you it was just one decision but you couldn't make it before so I guess it was some kind of like um switch some kind of understanding at some point that this is something you should be focusing on and how to set up my lifestyle in a way that it will support my, um, you know, goals and dreams, right? If I'm trying to be clean, then I have to focus on, uh, you know, going to gym, running. Uh, also, how about personal development? I have to look into what kind of good habits I can develop now. We all know that we're creatures of habits. So depending on what you're focusing on, you can develop that habit, either good or bad. So with you knowing that, um, you know, you, you need that, that support in terms of people that you surround yourself with, um, books, podcasts you listen to, right? And um, also knowing that you should be, um, creating something like focusing on your business, occupying your mind into something creative, something um, not destructive, but creative. So there's always a polarity of things that we could be choosing, right? And in the end, it all comes back to us. It's our decision. And with that responsibility of our own life, that's where we take our power back right? And we realized that now knowing that everything that I have in my life is of my own creation. It's what I decided to do. So I brought myself to this point and now I have all I have in my life now. Uh, what I feel, what I do, what I have, it's all because uh, I decided to choose that path. And with understanding that and owning who you are and what you did and accepting yourself, uh, embracing who you are and forgiving yourself for choices that you made at, you know, where you were 
uh, not aware as you are now, right? But from that point, you can make that change. So now you're in control. And a lot of people get lost into being here with all of this distraction, social media, TV, people around them. And like you said, everything with bad habits started when you were looking at people who were doing this. So number one, who do you talk to on a daily basis? Like what kind of people you surround yourself with? I think it's the most important thing to be uh, mindful of who you're choosing to interact with. Because those people, like, I don't know if you heard, you are the average of five people you hang out with. Don't you agree? 100%. 100%. Um, and, and there's another layer I'm going to add to that. You know, when you're on your life's mission, when you do something big like that, and all of a sudden everyone disappears and um, and it's going to sound really, I'm going to get spiritual here for two seconds, but if you're supposed to be on your calling and you're on your calling, it's almost like you're facing a firing squad because everyone that pulled you out of your calling is, um, trying to get, you know, I'm going to say everyone, but like the devil, whatever it is, we're going to get too in depth here. I'm going to, this isn't the, um, in depth as I want to go with this, but just to keep it generic. So if the, just think of it this way, you're walking down this path and you have like a hundred soldiers next to you that mm -hmm. want you to pull you back in that lifestyle. But the path you're walking on is the path you need to be on. They're yeah. going to try whatever they can to keep you on off that path. And, and for me, um, I knew when I cleaned up, I knew I, I'm going to say the hate, but I'm gonna keep it simple. Um, you know, the hate I was getting the, the people, the friends that are test me, the friends that did, um, bets on trying to keep me, you know, get me back drinking again. Um, you know, I had a few family members popping drinks next to me. Um, what else was there? There was something else too. Um, oh, uh, dating short-term relationships where the people are like, why don't you drink? Um, I've been declined multiple times because I didn't drink. Um, it, what it is, you just start leaving these circles to where, you know, deep down that you're on your path, you're supposed to be on because you're taking so much heat for going down that path. If, if you're not going down the path of life, your guys, like you're not going to face the firing squad is the best, you know, analogy I'm going to use. Mm -hmm. Your calling is supposed to have the people that are against you, the people that are fighting against you, the people that don't want you to do that. The people don't want you to escape the circle. Um, that's where your calling lies because that calling is for you, not for them. It's for you. And, um, for me, the further along I got on this journey, um, yeah, and it's it, it's it's not been easy. I will tell you this hundred um, percent. It's e it gets easier the longer mm -hmm. you go, um, but it's not easier because of just easy. It's easier because you're more aware of uh, your internal person, your self awareness, all that stuff, and you start creating a system that kind of gets you to combat that every day. But, um, no, I, I had the gut feeling that I was being led down the correct path, um, at the time. And, uh, I just kept going and going and going. And, you know, at the beginning, you're like, why, what's going on? Why do I need to do this? You know, it, it's, you have all these questions. Um, it's okay to ask them. You're not going to get the answer. <laughs> um, eventually what's going to happen is, you know, further down the road, um, you're going to, I call it the lone wolf, but you know, down the road, you're going to be a lone wolf for a little bit. And then you're going to start seeing people that 
um, from a distance that are on your side and, and they appreciate you and you start seeing the ripple effect. And especially with my running and, and me with sobriety, but the running's a big one where, you know, it starts rippling out and all of a sudden now it's, I, I almost become more introverted now on this journey mm-hmm. because it's, it's kind of cool being that coach in the background, even though I'm not coaching, physically coaching people. Um, it's kind of nice being that coach where you can like see your kids win and, it's kind of cool watching, you know, people were like, Hey, I just started running or, Hey, I see you running. Hey, you know, thank you. Keep going, whatever. Like that stuff's awesome. And, and I appreciate it. And, uh, it makes you feel a foot tall, um, because you understand that it's not you, it's about what you're leaving behind you. Right. And also, like you said, people who are, um, you have, they have some kind of other agenda going on and they're trying to pull you down, right? You usually uh, will recognize them, like, especially when you're trying to uh, get sober, get clean and, you know, go to the different direction from where you're at. And uh, uh, you see, like, they doing it not for your own benefit, but just for them to keep you as a company because misery loves company. That's what it is. And they try to pull you down and it's okay to set up boundaries. It's actually healthy. Like we have to set up boundaries and know where we're going and anything that's not into that, you know, doesn't fall into the plan that was set for ourselves it's okay to say no and uh, <clears throat> keep going where you're going. So those people who were meant to be in your life, you're never going to lose them. If you lost somebody on the way, they're not meant to be in your life. So it's just simple as that. You just accept it as a fact. You you don't have to, um, you know, kind of like trying to keep those people around you that you used to know at some point in your life. Maybe right now it's not the people you you want to be with because they're not support you in what you're trying to achieve. They're not your uh, cheerleaders. They're not, uh, you know, kind of like trying to help you or make something for your own ben for your benefit. But they just looking for you know somebody to keep them company. So you have to recognize that and set those boundaries to kind of support yourself. So we first have to think about, again, our mental and physical health as a priority, right? And um, uh, our people will always be around us. They will, you know, we will meet them on the way. So as you said, if we saying um, that there is universe and it knows what's good for you. Uh, it's just, you know, like you have to be open to opportunities that will come your way. You will meet people, you will be at certain events and you will see how it unfolds. Only if you choose to continue going to that direction, only if you choose uh, to, to be committed to your own purpose in life, So a lot of times people, you know, get off track or, you know, get distracted. But uh, we need to keep that in mind, you know, always 
kind of like um, make sure that everything in our life is uh, supported in terms of uh, what kind of food we eat. Um, are we making sure that we hydrated, right? Also in our like mental health, uh, uh, it's important to to find that um, drive in ourselves, like internal drive, that motivation. If you're looking for external motivation, it's not sustainable. Like what is it that wakes you up every day and you feel that joy, that excitement, right? And you know that every step that you take can bring you closer to that goal. So uh, what do you think, like, in terms of habits, right? The good daily habits that people could start working on uh, started today, right? And uh, what do you think uh, one or two habits that helped you to, you know, look at the right direction in your life? Uh, well, so it's changed many times and I'm going to tell you guys straight out, I'm not perfect. Um, it's not like a wake up at 4 a.m. Like, um, I start work at 6 30 in the morning and, and typically it's been a fight a little bit lately just because I got burned out. Um, I ended up taking a couple days off in general just to kind of recoup and get my mind back. But, um, typically what I like to do is I wake up at 4 30. I stretch, I do a, a yoga 10, 15 minute stretch just to kind of get myself moving. Um, lately, since I'm not on happy meds anymore, I've taken them about a month and a half ago, somewhere in there, I stopped. Uh, so waking up in the morning takes me a little bit longer than what it used to be with those. Um, that's just, I've noticed in general lately, but, uh, usually I'll, I'll, you know, say, uh, if it's not rush, I will say, Hey, thank you. You know, before I pull into work, I'll, you know, say a prayer saying, Hey, thank you for, you know, allowing me to be here, whatever, you know, whatever it is on, on my mind at that moment, I usually tackle work and that's usually where the frustration comes. Um, because I, you know, and I'll be brutally honest how I wear this, but I, I know I need to run a business, but I'm working for someone else while I'm building my business. It's just that transitional part that, you know, frustrates a lot of people that are entrepreneurs. That's it's, I'm not the only one that has that issue, but, um, but to me, I look forward once it hits two o'clock, I look forward to being out of there at three thirty-four, whenever the situation is. And I know no matter what, um, when I leave, I have to do some sort of workout. So, uh, right now I'm in the gym three days a week cause I'm training. So like I will run typically, uh, five days a week, six days a week. Um, but right now what it is, is on my gym days, I'll do a short run after or while I'm in the gym depends on the weather. And then, uh, so like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays are my longer runs, which are you know, like I said, I'm just building miles, but like the three to four mile runs just to kind of get myself the base built. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, I look forward to that. There's some personal things that I look forward to every week, um, but that's off podcast stuff. But um, in general, though, that I know to be the best person I can be for, you know, uh, you know, family, friends, girlfriend, whatever the situation is, I need to do all that stuff. Um, because to me, you know, you know, some people get to be selfish and say, Hey, what about me? What about me? Um, to me, to be the best person I can be for you, for friends, for girlfriends, whatever the situation is, um, I need to be on my A game, which means I have to do all that stuff. 
I have to work out. I have to do whatever. And for me, I, I focus a lot on uh, spiritual, mental, physical. Um, Cause to me, no matter what, it seems like financial is always the last one. So you can be financially smart, um, but you cannot be in shape and you're always, you know, chasing the almighty dollar, but your, your mind's gone. Um, so for me, I I'm, I'm tackling the first ones because I know that the, the battle that's coming to pursue the last one, I need to be on my game for all three. Right. And also like we have to always find time for ourselves. Uh, like you said, meditation, it's a great practice to be in that space where we just um, quiet our mind and we slow down and we, you know, have that breath work done. And also when you're in this space of stillness and you're at peace, uh, it's just becomes clear everything around you, like what's happening. And you then could recognize, um, I would say, a negative pattern of thinking that's going on that usually runs on the background. And that's what's usually running our, our lives. And if we're not aware of it, right, and it's just happening, we just don't know why we do certain things, you know, it's like automatic response or I would say reaction response, like to some kind of uh, trigger that we experience in our uh, daily life. But with us slowing down and being in that space where you now can clearly see that that thought brings me that emotion and that emotion gives me, you know, the push to make that action. So everything is connected, right? And if only we could choose the thoughts that, you know, beneficial for us and cultivate this type of thoughts, maybe then we can kind of like help ourselves to go to direction that we are trying to go. So uh, that practice, I actually do it myself and I see how good it is. Like, but uh, you have to do it consistently. I would say start with 15, 20 minutes a day or so. And even like you can increase over time, but give it at least like a month. Sometimes people start and they don't see results right away, they would just be discouraged, you know? Every one of us, especially nowadays, they want like instant result overnight. But usually you have to know that everything that you're going to start is a habit that is developed over time. And it takes at least a month in, maybe even longer than that, depending on where you're at, you know? But it's one of the habits and actually like you can develop it with no problem, but only if you decided to do it every single day and dedicate time to it. So everything also comes back to how we manage our time. We all have 24 hours a day, right? But um, the most important part is what we choose to do with that time, right? A lot of people work in nine to five jobs for somebody, but without them 
making time after their nine to five to start building their own business, they would never come to the point where that business becomes the main thing that they do and they could transition into doing that, right? If you're just going to be thinking uh, that one day you're going to start it, it's never going to happen. You have to take action, but it all starts with your decision. What you do today matters three years from today. You could be in a totally different place, but we always underestimate that a lot could be done during that time. A lot. A lot. A lot. 100%. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. Um, I never thought, and I'm going to say it this way. So three years ago, okay, so I'm going to be three years in podcasting in six weeks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so remember yourself three years ago, what would, what advice would you give to yourself if you met Chad, who is three years younger? <laughs> You're going to talk a lot. Editing's going to suck. <laughs> um, but you know, especially, you know, what I've learned with this is I'm all in on something. So, you know, be a little more relaxing. Um, understand there's baby steps in the process. Uh, you do go all in, but you're going to have to pay for it at times. Um, that's just a nature of the, the process. Uh, also, the couple good things that I've learned is the beauty of a podcast is actually coming with little to no notes. And, mm-hmm. and the beauty of it is um, not having, it's going to sound really weird to say it this way, but I'd rather have a big person that has a big following or big business, whatever the situation is under divine, you know, just use the term like a large life. I'd rather mm-hmm. have them in the heat of the moment versus me having a month or two to have their notes. Right. Because for me, it's, I want so much that I focus on and it sounds weird, but I want to go back to those 70s comedies that so much in the 70s and 80s and 90s were built off improv. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, growing up in, in theater and all that stuff and watching bands and, you know, just loving the per, the performance side of it. There's so much beauty in improv that I want to capture that beauty and the art and just that's to me is how I learn. And, and that's to me is how I provide value to you guys, you know, to you as a listener, to you as a show, you know, podcast host. And, you know, that's one thing I learned from day one. Um, but yeah, there's so much, you know, like guys, your first 10 episodes are going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sit on editing thing for five hours for a stinking 10 minute episode. It just, you, you'll get used to it it will get better. Um, I just laugh, but that's everyone goes through it. Right. So you just accept it as part of the process. You don't say to yourself that this is like, um, like a failure in a way, because it's just, um, you know, our perspective on things, like how we choose to look at it, right? There is always a lesson in some kind of experience that we have and it's just an opportunity for us to to learn from it and to change, to adjust and tweak something, make it better, right? So uh, why don't we just enjoy this process and be the creators that we are here 
to be, right? This is just our chance to do something that excites us and to create something that never been done before. And um, always uh, I'm looking at it as piece of art. Even this podcast, I'm also doing it improv. I never, you know, prepare for it. Why? Because for me, it's just piece of art it's a moment of time where we capture that conversation and something could be born out of it right all those ideas thoughts and insights and this is how it is if we just allow ourselves to be in that moment present here right now and talking with each other and uh, knowing that we're bringing value to people who are listening and that's the best that we can do right and uh what could be better than that so we just need to embrace uh what's given to us also be grateful for what we have in life because we have all of those tools available to us and we're not using them usually and then we you know trying to make up some kind of excuses why we're not doing uh you know anything with our life and with all those tools available, we just kind of like blind, we don't see it. And that's again, uh, comes back to us not being aware and not um, prioritizing our uh, mental and physical health. And also uh, another aspect that is very important is self-love. Uh, self-love where you... Uh, deeply connect to yourself and you find your authentic voice and you accept yourself for who you are at this given moment in time and it's okay that you've been through um, you know a lot of things in your life but now you you're a different person now you know now you're aware now you can change so you're not defined by your past or mistakes that you did or any decision that you made you know it's all in the past it was just for you to again to teach you something right and with you taking a lesson out of it now you know how to proceed further so you have to be grateful for what you've been through because you would never be where you're at right now without those experiences. Ah, uh, yeah, and and there's two words I'm gonna say that are 100 correct on that: love and appreciation. Um, mm-hmm. When you're running so fast in your life, you you just you're so numb to everything and friends, family, whatever. And, and I still have issues to this day. I still love to work and I tend to be workaholic, but, um, in this situation, when you've been through so much, you start healing yourself, you start looking at different quality of people, different kinds of friends. You know, I got friends, I got purple hair. I got friends, I got blue hair. I, I, I don't care. Like, uh, you're, you're more open-minded with that because you're used to the process that you went through with you. So like, um, from my situation where someone's like, Hey, uh, this is what I love to do. Whatever. I'm like, Hey, that's cool. That makes you happy. Like keep going it, that like, I have zero things I want to block you from. Like I want you to achieve your goals and dreams. Mm-hmm. And, and what it is, is you appreciate, you appreciate your story, but you also appreciate people's stories like that. So like, it's love first where you, pre- you know, you want them to succeed. You know, you want them, give them a hug. You want to be like their cheerleader or whatever situation is, but appreciation is you actually appreciate what makes them special versus you know you know the a b c d and i don't want to joke on college here but everyone i got 
frustrated at college where everyone had to be the same way. Everyone had to interview it the same way. Everyone had to dress the same way. And I was like, like, darn it, just let the person be the person. And, you know, it, it took 17 years to finally realize that. I mean, it uh, doesn't matter how long, at least like you hear now and you looking at it, uh, like, you know why it wasn't your life in the first place, right? Like you see uh, the purpose of those experiences and now uh, you kind of take everything in and you own it and you are going to make the best out of it. And that's what matters, now like it doesn't matter the past or the future we have to focus on what we can do now in this present moment because a lot of times we escape from being present that's why people look into addictions in the first place they kind of they're trying to escape any type of emotion that they might be feeling right they're not letting themselves to fully experience that but with you know with realizing that emotion is nothing but you know it's just a feeling and if you just let yourself and sit with it you know let yourself experience it over time it will lose power over you and you just let it go right so but you have to um also like come to this place where you are ready to heal and let it go and from that place you will see how uh you know, that power was always within you and now you claim it. Yeah. And, and it's there. Yeah. hundred percent. And you almost become more introverted on the way. And I'm going to say not that way. It's you just, you're, you're not laid back, but you appreciate. So you're more a little bit slower in your pace and it's more of a understanding of each person versus like, gotta go, gotta check the box. You know, it's, yeah. it's such of, I don't know. It's, and that's one thing podcasts and learn. It's, it's like, okay, have the patience to understand the guest or have the patience to understand the host, whatever the situation is. And, you know, let them talk. I talk a lot, but still let them talk. And <laughs> and you learn so much in that situation that, um, yeah, it's, it's podcast and change my life, especially um, on the sales aspect. I mean, I'm not in sales anymore, but I had an issue with hearing people's story. And I think I've done this couple hundred times now between summits and whatever it is and um it's just it's a fun gig that you know all of a sudden like those are the magic that comes out of all this episodes right because you also learn something for yourself and like i always say you know i like to you know, whenever I'm interacting with anybody, I'm with an open mind. I'm saying that I know nothing, even though I have experience, right? But there's always a new uh, type of like insight or perspective I can learn from that person. You know, whatever that person can bring to the table, anything, I'm open for it because only when you are, um, you know, know that, there is more to life that you don't know. That's where you learn uh, because sometimes people just, you know, very closed minded and they kind of like prevent themselves from learning and seeing what the truth is. And um, we have to kind of differentiate uh, between people's opinions and, and the truth, right? Because 
Or more, a lot of times we just take it as if everything is the truth, which is, which is not. So, uh, with that kind of like understanding, uh, we also have to be, you know, passionate, uh, you know, kind of like compassionate with others and knowing that, uh, those, the people, they, they had their own journey and, uh, they, experience something that I didn't experience so they know something about it that you know I never had chance to learn so listening to their stories it could give you more of an understanding and um, I'm glad that we uh, spoke today and I'm so happy uh, for you uh, preparing for your marathon and um um, if anything you want to say to our listeners as we close, please do. Okay, there's going to be a couple things here, and then I'm going to be quiet. And it's usually I don't like doing that in general, but a um, couple things here. So as a guest or as a host, people fail. There's one thing that's forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. Us in this industry want to find speeches to speak on. We want to do everything, be like, hey, I, my, my story needs to be heard. Um, what average person doesn't understand is every episode's your your stage so like you know bring it for your listeners even if it's one two three whatever it is eventually that stage will be live and that stage will you know it, it it's a it's the the ten thousand hours rule like you're behind a mic no matter what even with a live crowd or not and eventually it's going to pick up so you know, as much as everyone's like, I want to speak on 5,000 stage with 5,000 people. Yeah. So I have a goal of 2,500, but in general, like if you can't handle the one or two people in your room, um, you got to learn the basics with that. So yeah, every episode's your stage, bring, you know, come on, enjoy life, bring it, bring yourself, whatever the situation is. Um, and then just like all, every episode, you know, obviously, you know, I have my own, which is the battle warrior podcast, but you have, you know, on, you have your own on this one, but go download the shows. It don't matter who, you know, go give us a a review. Tell us how we can do better where we did great. Throw us under the bus. We don't care. Um, just, just, you know, share the shows. Um, we do this out of our own pocket many times and, uh, for what it is, just make sure that we're, uh, you know, our shows are taken care of and we support each other. Yes, thank you. And for those who would like to connect with you, how can they find you? The best way is actually on Instagram and then my um, two websites, which are battle-warrior-brands.com, which obviously is apparel. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other one is battle-warrior-podcast.com. And that's everything to do with the podcast where you can download all the fun stuff, guests, email, all the jazz we have so many systems now we can run um and and that's a behind the scenes issue where i need to clean everything up but in general yes that's where we can find each other great i'll put that in the episode description as well and chad thank you so much for your thoughts and wisdom it was a pleasure talking with you today and i hope you enjoy your day absolutely thank you very much for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did follow my show and leave me a review i'd love to hear from you 
To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.